This is uh, James Price, who I met at the Edinburgh Festival. Was it last year? Aye, aye last year, aye, aye. Um, met at the festival last year. Kindly uh, come up and says about my, my film, I um, which I completely and fucking ripped it apart as but, I was there. It's shite, but thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, and then, so when I was there, I went to see uh, James's film, uh, Boys Night, which uh, I loved. Um, so we kind of online kind of connected that way. I definitely, definitely you know, over the last year. So, so I just wanted to do this uh, wee video. We did turn into a podcast and turn into a video, and just said we'd get together and talk about filmmaking, talk about your stuff. And uh, so, in terms of how did how did you how did you get, you you've um, I mean you've met your a director now as well. Did you start purely on writing, and how did you st- why how did you start? What was the start? I did kind of so. Um, I think I always wanted to. Uh, direct, but um, in my teenage years, uh, I kind of just taught myself how to write screenplays by uh, I'd have the script and I'd watch the film. What was the first gem that you thought I want to, I want to write? What was the, the first gem? Do you know, as I wane as a kid, I was obsessed with like Stephen King and more Stephen King films, it was essentially the John Carpenter ones, really. Right. But I, I always blew my mind like just it was Stephen King's Christine or right. Stephen King's whatever, and uh. I think that might have been like a part of my writing thing, like. Uh, but then Melatines, I definitely think annoyingly like uh, it became uncool to say it now. But Tarantino kind of blown up. There was a buzz about it, and I do remember the first proper script I got was uh, my Maz Palsus. I found it in a boys' room. It was a Pulp Fiction like right. uh, book version of the script, and uh, I remember taking the stairs, reading it in front of her, and kind of hinting like I want this, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. She said, you can take it home if you want. And then that was kind of like the first time. I remember being really confused by it, like just the, the, the format of screenwriting. Aye, aye. And that kind, of, that kind of just planted it in me, like this is interesting, like there's something here. And like through watching the film and reading the script, I kind of yeah. got a wee buzz for it. Yeah. And then I started downloading scripts. I used to download, like my, my uncle would download my scripts for like uh, Freddy versus Jason films that never got made, like all the different ones. <laughs> and I used to be obsessed with like just trying to find aye. the script of a I remember in the, in the early days of the internet you could download scripts I'd done the same. Oh they were everywhere, aye. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I remember doing that. Um, but in terms of your film watching, were you, um, I mean I'm older than you, I, I started way back in the, the early 80s with the VHS, came out watching aye. VHS. Did you, what was your, what, did you watch film, was that your main? Aye, aye, oh, definitely. I, no, it was VHS man, the first mm. ten, I, had, I had the biggest video collection of all my pals growing up man. Uh, I was dead. I was really into horror as a kid, so it started to do. I'd say for about my mom and dad were brand new. They kind of let me watch whatever I wanted, and right. uh, they used to always tell me to go to school and say, like, tell your if teachers ask, tell them we let you watch the making of it and how it worked in case they trying get us into trouble. But uh, I like I was obsessed with Chucky, Jason, Freddy, all that for like seven to eleven. And then around about 12, and about that point, I started getting into like Scarface, and I kind of started right. getting, like, yeah. I remember just seeing, like, I just remember seeing the Scarface posters and taxi driver posters, and they yeah. just being like ingrained everywhere, and right. knowing my dad liked it, and knowing one day I'll probably watch that and get into it. And then, uh, so I kind of graduated the horror films into kind of the popular crime films. Well, that's what I was asking, because somebody used to ask me, oh, did, what films did you get influenced in Scotland when you were a kid? And it's like, there wasn't really any. It was Gregory's Girl in the 1980s, you know, there wasn't a lot of big Scottish, so my influence was American films mainly. I will say more mainly, any, definitely for me. There wasn't any, a lot of Scottish films. The only films. one, man, the only one that really did, I can say, was a bit of an influence was Orphans, the Peter Mullins first one, and that was purely because uh, 
I remember just being a buzz with my mum and my dad and their pals passing it about. Like, kind of well, that's when films were starting to come in. Ah, I definitely. I'm getting 20 no, years I, 100%, no, <laughs> definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But even then, there wasn't much. I mean, you get like, one a year, you know I mean? You yeah, get like uh, the, yeah. the Rock and Watch, you get Riff Raff, My Name yeah. is Joey. There wasn't yeah, much yeah. else, really, you know what I mean? Which is a big reason why I kind of like... Um, like pasty faces was a big <laughs> deal, man. I do. You know, people probably didn't want to see it, but it was, man. I'm like, generally, so yeah. right, you know. But generally, like I remember mm. that being such a buzz. Like me and like uh, like all my pals had that on video, man. Like uh, it was in every global video, and we all had it. And, and, well, global video had gotten an invite to the premiere, and there was about fifty people distributors around Scotland for a global video. They all got an invite. Mother, my mother invited them, and I said, "What are you inviting me for?" And she was right because I went to the local video store, and it was two Robert De Niro movies with some shitty Robert De Niro movie. It's fifty copies of Pasty Faces. I definitely, you know, no, I remember like I honestly remember like being about. I must have only been about twelve, maybe younger, and driving past. The Yellow Bird Cafe on Pace Road West. Aye, that's where we shot. And me and my mom and my dad, and I thought, that's a fucking show, put a pasty faces. Aye, like, aye. it was a wee buzz every time we passed it. Like, that, which, that was a big part, man, of Jenny, like, seeing Well, like, there was Scottish. big 40 foot billboards in the streets, and people used to stop me in the street and go, aye. oh, is that you? And I go, that's not me. I was that fucking, <laughs> I was that asshole. I was that bad. That I would even deny that was me yeah, only. Yeah, yeah. I was that bad. But yeah, that was, I mean. Uh, but I stand by this, it's the closest Scotland's ever got to that. John Favreau, uh, Vince Vaughn, Swingers, made type vibe. <laughs> oh. uh, actually, that's my well, I'm glad you, you noticed a wee fraction no, in there. So true. Because I was actually watching Swingers. Yeah. I went to make a trailer. I'm not going to get how worried of that, but I went yeah. to make a trailer in Las Vegas and LA and I was watching Swingers Aye. before I went. And I was obsessed with that. Aye, definitely. So yeah. that was one of my influences, even though it was fuck all like it. You know? um, but yeah, Swingers was a big influence. Oh, 100%. I definitely. Know, they turn up Aye. to... They turn out of Vegas and they go, this place is buzzing, this, but this place is a fucking shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> aye, aye. Aye. <laughs> um, so I yeah. just still got one of my favourite lines and it's such an obscure joke that's in the film and it's, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but when he's, when he's I think he's at the bandstand at Kilman Grove, doing like lines aye, to each other. Aye, Al McCaffrey. Aye, and he says, uh, he quotes Val Pacino and he, he's got a good, 50 dead bodies of yeah. Venice Boulevard, Justine. It's so funny, man. Generally still makes me laugh, man. When, when I first met him, he was yeah. coming out with stuff like that. Yeah. I need him. Aye, definitely, definitely. <laughs> you know. it's, it's no, Alan was some, well, Alan um, was uh, the Jerry Butler. It was meant to be Jerry Butler. Ah, interesting, interesting. And, uh, and I'm not going to hold this thing. No, you know, no, definitely. No, just a wee quick thing. Aye. Uh, no, uh, the producer sent me to meet Jerry Butler. He was just starting it, really. Aye. And uh, I met him in the CCA, had a pipe with him, and he was a great guy. And I said to him, you can't, you agreed to cast Alan. Aye. Because he was like the Jerry Lewis sort of character. Aye, definitely. And I was a sweet aye. guy. So I says, you say we've got the same agent, the producer yeah. the same agent as a butler uh, agent, and say, just meet him and say thanks for whatever, and try and give him one of the other parts. And I went, oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and so I went to meet him, and then he was going to a premiere, his wee, one of his wee films, and he says, come along to the premiere. So I went, he says, we'll talk afterwards, you've seen the film. And yeah. I, I walked out the back door. I oh, felt so fuck. fucking bad because they're going great with him. Aye. And he was full of energy. Aye. I couldn't tell he was going to be a big name. I couldn't no, tell that. definitely, definitely. But he was too good looking for a part. Aye, no, definitely, definitely. But that was, that was, and I've got a ribbon for years that you, yeah. my sister, you never cast Jerry. Who knows, maybe if you cast him, Alan would have been in White House Town right now. I could have got Daniel Craig for a fucking <laughs> day and all. No, definitely, aye, yeah. And uh, he was on the thing me and, and Laura Fraser, uh, who was in Breaking Bands. Oh, aye, she's great, man. She was in Beats, though, right? Aye, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, anyway, anyway. So, uh, yeah, so, um, so when you first started uh, uh, writing, what was your first sort of approach to actually, I've got something written, what did you do with it? You know? oh, I, I, 
one of the first things that like uh, I remember, I remember I had like two terrible ideas that I remember trying really trying hard to write when I was about fourteen, fifteen. And one was a guy staying by himself in a flat, and there's a spider in the corner of the wall, and he keeps killing the spider every day, and it keeps coming back, coming back, mm. coming back. And then one day he gets a shotgun, shoots the wall, and then just millions of spiders coming. And oh, essentially, yeah. I never realised this, but I grew up watching Creep Show. And it's essentially the exact same right, as one of the right. stories in Creepshow, <laughs> unless right. I subconsciously ripped right, off. Right. But I wanted to do that, and uh, then I had another one, which actually I, was, I didn't finish until I was like fucking 17. It was like a, about a guy trying to kill himself and keeps messing it up, and it's, which I think is quite common for like a lot of like student filmmakers. It like, seems to be a lot of people making that same film. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, they, but I thought it was a short film. I, was like, I, I found it recently, it was like 70 pages, man. I was like, I fucking wrote a feature and I didn't realise what I was doing. But, um, I would all, I would write wee films too, like wee scripts for my pals, like just slagging them and uh, I'd be slagging one person and I'd be sending that about like just right. like a wee, wee scripts, right. just to prove to my pals that I could write a script right. almost. What was the time that you said you made a, you actually shot one on an iPhone or something? Aye, aye, two, aye. Like an iPhone. aye. What was that like? That was, uh, oh, that's awful man, that's right. so bad, it's still out there somewhere, I'm not even going to say the name is of it. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, it is on YouTube is man, it, right? because it's, it's not on my channel so I can't oh, take right, it down. Right, right. So it's up there for the time being, but uh, it's awful and it was essentially with Two iPhone 4s. It's essentially with two iPhone 4s and an iPod Touch. Right. And we shot this wee thing. We'd, I knew we couldn't record sound. I didn't know why I'd record fucking camera sound with a phone. Yeah. Uh, so it was completely silent. I made the whole thing blue on the Windows Movie Maker, so I felt like it was like a Michael Mann film, so it was just horrible black <laughs> oh, and white and blue. <laughs> fucking just looked at it, and then essentially that is just a rip off of the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos. Like, right. really, it's a Pine, oh, right, right, Pine right. Barrens episode oh, of The Sopranos with absolutely no sound. Right. But I two of my pals of Springborn, three years went up, man, and with no money. And but I remember driving about, like, uh, one of the characters in it just has all these weapons, like knives and hatchets. And we're driving about like me and my other pal in the back seat, and in the front passenger seat, we're just filled with weapons. Right. And I'm thinking, we were all thinking, oh, he's going to get put on the post, just throw them a script. Like, <laughs> I, we were running, I mean, we're all looking at CD's time. That, I've <laughs> we're all looking at probably like, fucking three years each. <laughs> we got lucky, man, but, uh, but I generally know, man, even though that film turned out terrible, and uh, I'm really like a it gave me the bug, like it gave me a real bug to keep doing it. But that's that's the, that's the whole point of doing things. I definitely, hundred percent. That, that buzz, and then you learn, and you, you know, um, I think you've got to make those things. Definitely, aye. You, you know, definitely. Um, so when did you t when did you get to the level where you wrote a script and say like you sent it to the industry or competitions or stuff? Aye. Like, when did that start to happen? Was the it? first time it happened was. Um, so it happened two thousand fourteen. I sent a script to Screen Education Edinburgh. They were doing a thing called Take Five. We're all looking for five page scripts and then they didn't have any money but it would give you like a really good equipment to go make it right. and they picked me and two other filmmakers who were doing pretty well so there was sean hughes and lucas cow and uh the three years went and made the films now because we were like three years were quite inexperienced time three years weren't happy with our films so we never released them right. so i had this film in the can for until last year and it ended up on bbc scotland's new channel that channel man right. they, they put it on Right. So it was weird, this film that I made, that I just never was fully happy with, ended up on the BBC right. School. But that was one of the oh, first I've ones. Oh, that. Uh, that was one of the very first ones, man, um, yeah. that I ever made, and uh, properly. Uh, but that was the first time I made a script. But that same year, I, I think I think that probably helped. Like, that gave like, people say, oh, he must be an alright writer. So I sent yeah. a script to a competition Sigma were doing. It was a thing called Jump Cut, where basically they were just training people up. So essentially everybody had 
major kudos. But he picked my script and made it, and then that got a couple of BAFTA nominations, and that really kind of like sort of yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely made me made like that. open the doors up for me. Yeah, what I mean, like yeah. it's, uh, yeah. although it was quiet after that, there was like a year of nothingness, and then I kind of go back into the game a bit. But uh, but that definitely helped 100%. Right. Like, that was a big help. I've asked you this before, but yeah. going through, you know, in terms of like, did you get a lot of creative control? You know, surprisingly, I did. So, so, so the problem, the, the one of the issues, it's an issue with every film, was it had a lot of producers. So we had like three producers and the director, and there was a bunch of notes coming in. And the director to protect me eventually said, "Look, man, this isn't—he's quite new to this. Aye. I'll funnel all the notes through me." Yeah, yeah. And he, so everything ended up coming through him, and um, and he was great, man. Like it was great working with him, and. Uh, he really kind of just championed me and kind of really helped me with me. And he really did, look, I must admit, like, it is the film I wrote. Like, the, yeah. so I was, like, the very first draft to what it became is a, like, there is differences, but they, like, they let me take it where I needed to go. They, yeah, they, they, yeah. they were never really hands-on with it. Yeah, yeah. And I, so it was pretty, it was pretty, it was a really kind of good experience. It was, like, it could have went a lot worse. But I will be honest, man, like, I remember being just had this whole horrible fear, like, like even I'd never done anything proper, I was like, I'm not gonna fuck my film up, man. This is gonna be done. I'm not going to say it. I'm gonna aye, I'm not busy. <laughs> you have to just up. let it go. You have to let it go, definitely. Wait, but it's just no. such a hard thing. So see when you're that new to it. Yeah. You don't and then when you see the first cut, nobody warned you, it's like it's, that and concrete flowers, the two two films kinda of back to back. Nobody warns you that you're never gonna like the first cut oh, of the film. Like the assembly, really. Ah, you're never gonna like an assembly. No. The assembly's always shite. Yeah. Nobody yeah. warns you that. Yeah. So when yeah. I saw them, I was like, it's to see what's missing and there's something else needed. Definitely, and, but yeah. I just abandoned. I was like, oh, these are these are it's awful. Like sculpture just thrown ah, away. Definitely, definitely. Details later. Hundred percent. So yeah. I was, I just thought I was a terrible writer and filmmaker every time I saw a first cut, and it wasn't until after I saw eventually the final cut drop yeah. of Michael that I was like, oh fuck, this is yeah. pretty. Yeah, I watched it, and it's one of those films that you can just, you just. When you get, sometimes you watch short films and you go, hey, I'm out here. But right. then you watch it, you get caught up. You just want to fall. What's going on today? What's oh, going that's great, man. I appreciate that. Definitely, definitely. You know, and then you get hooked and you, watch, you keep watching, you keep watching. And it's like you're hanging out with characters and you're going, and you, it just carries you right to the end. Nah, you know, there's, no many, that, man. there's no many shots. And, you know, you think a short film would be, I mean, it's 20 minutes long or something like that, isn't it? Aye, but I think it's. But you think it'd be easy, or it's only 20 minutes or 50, but so many films that you go, I'm out of here after fucking a minute. No, definitely. You know I mean? Aye, so no, Mark definitely. Great. And no, the actors were so great in it as well. That was one of the big things. Ah, he's um, great. I Brian McCarthy, man. He's been actually a kind of good champion of me as well. He's really always stayed in touch, which means a lot. See, when you're just starting out in the you feel like nobody's getting back to you. Yeah, the yeah. people that stay in touch, you remember, you know what I mean? Aye, they really aye. do remember. Well, good actors remember good writing. That's the main thing. Ah, I hope that's true, man. I definitely am. Aye, because he was in Rob Roy and stuff. Aye, like Ghost in the Darkness, yeah. Speed 2, he's been a mad Speed things. 2. Aye, Speed, Speed 2, I know, aye, Speed 2. That was a money gig, wasn't it? Oh, 100%, <laughs> aye, definitely. But he's done some, uh, you know what he's in that I really loved, man? Low Winter Sun, the original Low Winter Sun. It was a Channel 4, like one half thing. It was him and that uh, Mark Strong. It's a really solid, like, uh, really dark, corrupt cop. Thing. He's one of those actors that I was, as a filmmaker, I always remember, and it was a really great actor. But what people don't know his name, aye, such, but he always, oh, that's that, that guy, you know, you know. I feel like he's got more interest as he's got older as well. I feel like there's a kind because he's got ruffled it. There's a danger to him. I always watching this. No, but he's I know it's true, but it's like it's good. He's good almost way. got that like Harvey Keitel you know, thing now, where aye, he's like he can play the bad guy really well now. Aye, you know, definitely, there's aye, a danger to him that I really like. Aye, you know, definitely. Um, so after after that, what was the next sort of? What was your next? What was my next thing? So it was kind of quiet for a while, and then I did. Went out, got a bunch of people together, and we shot a short film called Chibbed, which was my attempt at a... I saw that, yeah. 
It was my attempt at kind of like uh, I was obsessed with Alan Clark. I loved the forum. I loved the uh, oh, scum. Alan as well. I was obsessed yeah. with him. And, uh, I saw Elephant. We had seen Bob and I, I definitely. I, I up in that I one. Yeah, that was uh, before Elephant. That's all we had. Get stuck in, Bob. Get stuck in. But I chipped man. So essentially, it was just I wanted to make a film that kind of didn't have. It was kind of out of context. Kind of like a moment in time with no context. Like violence without context was my thing. Like copying. Like a love letter to elephant almost. Yeah, yeah. The difference is, like, there's a difference between 40 IRA UDA shootings back to back to one guy being slashed. Aye, <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye, so aye. I lack the gravitas. But I'm aye. like, people do, people seem to like it. And the, I, like, I'm always surprised when people say they like it because. Because it, 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 it's more kind of cinematic in a way that it doesn't really tell you much and it's not got a character. Just, no, it's like you're coming down in a moment. It's almost like a mid piece, I definitely. You know and I mean? uh, the one thing I'm really proud of, that was uh, the guy who shot that, Seth uh, Ukpas, who's uh, worked on a thing. I think he may have worked on Drop of Michael, but he did chub. He, he was on Focus Pulling on Boys Night, but he was just really talented. And was, I think that was when I kind of found my my look almost, like yeah, my, yeah. What, what I want things to look like. That was kind of at that aye. moment. Because it lets it's like a novel, it lets the audience fill in their imagination. What's going on? Ah, that's that was kind of the plan, right? And plus, it, to be honest, man, look, uh, no, I just really needed something that I could just fill them in one night and aye, um, not aye. call them too many favors at that point. Aye, I mean, that aye. was kind of the goal way as well. But it, I, I, man, it ended up on BBC iPlayer for the year. That was a good boost. Great. That kind of oh. helped us out. I saw it. Aye, was it? When was it? Been a couple of years ago. Aye, I think I think we did I think it. I saw it then. Aye, definitely. You know, aye, it was a while back. Aye, aye. You know. Um, and then what was that? When did, when did is this? When was Boys Night? Was Boys that? Night was so Boys Night was made um, <clears throat> through SFTN at the end of twenty eighteen. So I so we shot that in November twenty eighteen. Then it premiered at Edinburgh and last year in twenty nineteen. Yeah, right, right. yeah. So that was there was a wee bit of gap between that. I so that was um, I twenty eighteen we shot that. And I know I've asked you before, but I just want to expand a bit because we never talked much about ah, it before yeah. in a bit. The actor you're working with as well, but it, 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 like, so you got that funded? Was that like a? Aye, that was my very first ever mm. funded like thing with me directing it. So dropping off Michael was funded, but I was just a writer. Aye. I didn't have like uh, didn't have any money to pay me or anything, but it was a funded film, so the money was put in the screen, so it looked Aye. great. So Aye. everything else I've did's kind of been just no budget, Aye. other than dropping off Michael and Boys Night, really. Yeah. Um, so what was the experience of that was. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, I think the main thing that like I always wonder this. Like um, I was talking to a guy recently, and he was saying to me like it doesn't feel like doesn't it doesn't feel there has to be a difference in the standard of quality with something that's no budget and something that has Aye. got a budget. Yeah. I think the main thing is there's a lack of guilt. Like you don't feel as guilty telling people what to do or. You know, because everybody's getting paid something. That's the main thing. Like there's, there's a bit of pressure off that way. You feel a wee bit more like you like uh, you've got to be a bit more freedom as a director to kind of guide things. Like I think Aye. a bit easier, but um, it's interesting. It is interesting. Like um, like it, still, it, it still gets a different level for no budget because you're still getting like in no budgets for me. The way when I pick people, I'm not picking highly skilled camera people. No. I'm not picking highly skilled sound people. No, definitely. Mad criteria is enthusiasm. 100%, that's certainly going to be. Enthusiasm, and that's it. So it can be students, as long as they're there, 
and they're willing right. to learn. Are they up to play? That's a different. Exactly. That's a so when, you, when you're going to about a budget, yeah. you're getting people that are doing it every day. No, definitely, um, definitely. I. So it's like so both sides can be good, but you you know you're probably going to get a good quality finished project. And you don't need to fucking shoot it again, like in a lot of no budget things. No, definitely. I know. Again, it's true. You know what I mean? No, it's so true. That's true. Um, I know, but, definitely, it was, a, it was a good buzz, and it did feel like a step up, like, um, just having that many people. Like, it was the biggest crew I've worked with, yeah, just having that many people yeah. on, like, uh, on a shoot. Which is actually, somebody, somebody used to ask me that, oh, you'd be scared if you got a big crew, I'm like, it's like, if I get 200 a crew, I would be so unterrified. You used right. to total up, but you know why? Because, you see, when you're doing something with no budget, you're fucking doing everything yourself, almost. Aye, definitely. And that's stressful. Aye. But when you've aye. got other people that are skilled in those areas... 100%. Then aye, you can man. just focus on... On the one thing. Aye, definitely. You know I mean? Aye, definitely. Like, I yeah, just, that's what I feel anyway. Oh, it's so know. true. Like, having an AD, you know. like, to handle all the... An AD is... They're amazing. I just... Definitely. It's just the stress. So, like... Because when you're in something with no budget, you kind of hard AD. You know what I mean? Aye, aye. We're going to talk about Cameron Jack now because he's going to fucking kill us because we never mentioned him. I know, that's true, man. I swear to God, I've <laughs> did... We were um, so fast that time jumping through them. I've did like three or like, four or five <laughs> podcasts and the, the people I never mentioned are Cameron or Custis. Do you know Shane. why? And, but as well, he's, he was so yeah. great. I mean, he's fucking Oh, he's amazing. Actor. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's just, it's like you, know, you don't even have to talk about it. Like, like, he makes a film. Like, he's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. But I, uh, so how was Cameron what you work with? Oh, amazing, man. Genuinely, like, um, we met some great actors, man. Like, people I've been a fan of my whole life. To, yeah. to play that role, like uh, like actors from Orford, like, but people that I really admired my whole life. But when Cameron walked in, I just knew, like, uh, we met him on the Flying Duck, and as soon as he walked in, I just knew, like, that he was, like, I just seen it right away. Like, he reminded me of my dad, like, because yeah. the Boys Nights kind of uh, about my mum and dad, me kind of, so I wanted everybody to kind of look a bit like a counterpart. But more than just looked like him, he kind of just had that energy where. It's hard to do, like, he could, he could definitely tell he can handle himself, but he's yeah. also just, a, there's an a underlying niceness to him. There's a, there's a vulnerability and a softness. Definitely, yeah, 100%, that's it, definitely, <laughs> that's exactly it. And I think you could, you could go the other way when it's the dark, kind of brute, but you want somebody that's kind of able to live. But it's humanity in there. Definitely, 100%. Like Ray Winston, well, Ray, no, Ray Winston didn't have so much fucking humanity no by my Oh, but, but weirdly, man, that's but, what I said. I said know, I've, no, I've only seen it once since yeah, the years, but sent after Cameron, revisited, yeah. you know. I actually um, sent Cameron scenes from no by Mouth for this, and I sent it to uh, the DOP. Just in terms of, uh, one of my favourite scenes in no by Mouth is when he... He goes back to the flat and he's arguing up at the neighbours one day and everything. Yeah. And uh, it's just so raw and real. And that was a big influence on Boys Night. Like uh, that, just aye, the, the aye. moments like that. Like. Uh, no, but I thought the casting was great because of that. Because if you just get somebody that's a brute, that's not going to work. No, it's definitely. I know Cameron. He's just such a lovely guy, man. Uh, mm. And I uh, just really broke his back. Because like there was a lot. Of, like I remember, uh, I think it was like the second day of shooting. The film opens. Uh, the character smashes up the car and punches the. Uh, Wing minute, and I remember we had him in Peters Hill Community Centre, that was a unit base, and he's sitting mm-hmm. in there waiting. And I go up to talk to him, and he's like, Hey, so what's happening, man? Have you got like a sponge yeah. mirror and stuff set yeah. up, and like, is everything kind of softened? And I was like, Nah, you're going to have to punch us. <laughs> and he fucking he, he cut his hand open, man. Like, he punched the mirror off for real, he punched the radio for real, and like, cut his he hand. In a zone. Definitely, you know, but a lot just... of actors would have been like, Fuck oh, this, I, you, get, I, you better go fix I, this. And I, I, talk to me, but he was just so up for just like, uh, yeah. and then just even just in terms of shooting, I was like, um, like he, he could have just said, Look, man, we've, we've did a bit, but he was there till like, fucking, especially the last day, it was like, got to like three in the morning, whatever, yeah, man, like yeah. he was there, he, he, he was just willing to break his back for us 100%. Like, he did beautifully. Same with Custy, man, Custy's amazing. Custy was in Dropper of Michael. And uh, Custy Australian, strain, yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. just so fucking, she's just great, man. She's just one of the kind of just a really strong, strong, strong Scottish actor. And then, uh, 
And the young boy, did, was he, was he, had he acted before? He had, man. We found him. So actually, the lead actor from Concrete and Flowers. Kyle, aye, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, Kyle, man. So the lead actor from Concrete and Flowers um, wound up becoming a drama teacher at St Andrews in Carlentine. Right. So we were looking for a young a young kid that kind of from a real kind of, like a working class background, somebody that kind of was like me at that age. And uh, through him, we went into St Andrews. We auditioned to all these kids in this class, and like generally me, the producer and the uh, the production, I think she's production manager, uh, Joanne, the three of us were there, and we just seen it right away. Like it was just the way Kyle carried himself. He was like a little leader. Yeah. Like he just had such, such a natural, yeah, just really natural. Everything about him was natural. Like everybody yeah. else, you like all, all, all of them were great actors, but a lot of the other kids played it like. You're a bad dad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you got the feeling then that he saw this before us, he's before and he's just dealing he with He loved us, the man, I said, the love was there, like you uh, could yeah, tell, even yeah. when like, he was playing it, because uh, he had to act against his teacher, man, and he, the way he played it was like, oh, come on, man, like, you're my yeah. fucking dad, turn yeah. up, and it yeah. just, like, he just had such a real naturalism to him, man. Like, I wanted, like, I'd put Kyle on everything, man. Like, a calmness to him in that film as well. With this, this, the fact that he was calm and kind of getting on with it, with his father's like, fucking built dog. No, definitely, Do definitely, I mean? aye, yeah, definitely. No, you just, it's just, some films that you watch just click right away and you go, oh, I fucking like that. Do you know what I mean? It just, it's just something. Oh, thank you, man. You, kind of that. you, put, it's, it, you can feel that there's personal stuff in there, but you can feel that it's, it's a combination of other lives. Can I, can, you know, you said, I remember you saying it's no your father. No, definitely, uh, I know, definitely. But at the same yeah. time in Scotland, we've all seen oh, 100%, fucking guys like that. I definitely, definitely, I mean, no, definitely. You just catch them in the street. Oh, 100%, I like, definitely, you know? definitely, um, definitely. And it's that side we are. Uh, and the humour, I think that's important. Cause oh I mean, yeah, that was my biggest, my biggest fear yeah. that it was going to turn into like there's a lot of drunk dad Scottish short films they're yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. But none of them are really funny. Like I really wanted to make sure like we get that. Like everything, even dropping off Michael. Like I always try. I feel I feel like the only film that doesn't get any laughs that I've made that which isn't funny is Chipped. And I think that maybe when I've got a wee bit of. Like, uh, it's because you've not got all the characters to no to get to learn definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's more like a cinematic, cinematic thing definitely. But I'm a big fan of just injecting humour in it every time. It's important. It's, it's what's in life. Definitely. I feel like it's very Glasgow. It's a very Glasgow. Right, right, like, even in the right, darkest moments, we're always right. finding a way to bring the levity. Of course, uh, but that's human nature. I mean, even watching movies like Goodfellas, they're almost a fucking comedy. hundred percent, you, you laugh. Definitely, you laugh when you watch it. Hundred percent, definitely. And that's why I like to put it. It's like because there's so many. There's so many Scottish films that you go, okay, there's a lot of great Scottish films and yeah. we've seen The Drunk before and we've seen this, um, but they try to get so serious because serious means that you're good and you're a word worthy and whatever, but it's just like, no, fuck that, this is with the way that this kind of world is and there is humour ah, there. Ah, definitely, is, definitely, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and yeah. that's what I liked it, but it was, it's like fucking entertaining as well. No, I appreciate and, that, and man, yeah. it's, you know, um, and that's what I liked about it, you know. I appreciate um, that, man. So has that opened doors for you more, um, boys um, and or... or do you know it's weird? I think it has. I think it has. Um, I think it has. I go into a, a programme down London, a, a writer's room thing, BBC writer's room thing, and that got me like a, like a writing commission. And I think that opened up a lot of doors, weirdly enough. But it's like I feel like I, the boys thing has in a strange way, but I, like I, I still feel like um, I'm not completely taken, like uh, seen as a director yet in a weird way. I, I mean, right. It's just my perception of it. Like I'm not right. completely. Like, I don't think I'm up for any directing gigs or anything like that in a weird way, but uh, as a writer, I seem to be, my, my name's out there a bit more, but... Uh, I think it's because, I think people are looking for writers more than directors. Yeah, maybe that could be, no, definitely. There's a lot of directors, there's a lot of directors, directors yeah. Scripts, mm -hmm. 
that they just pull in. The gigs no, that definitely. Hats, do you know what I mean? And I do but wonder about that, whether I could direct something no. that I didn't write. Like it I, am, I am under the same as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, but directors look at all the people that direct soaps and whatever, they come in, it's a job. I definitely, and, and, You know, but writers are hard, good writers are hard to find, I think. Yeah. I know you'd inspire them. Because um, that'd be interesting to talk about. Oh, definitely, aye, yeah. Um, is that the next? Uh, that is. The next I think it was. Aye, aye. aye. Spiral. Spiral was uh, after Boysnick Man, definitely. So, so w- when did you decide that? Because Spiral is uh, is the forty eight hour film project. Right. Where you make a you tell you tell. Oh, definitely. So it's a forty hour film project. They do it in cities all over the world. Um, you show up on a Friday. You get a the genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a character name. You have to write it on a Friday night. Shoot it on a Saturday, edit it through Saturday to Sunday maybe, and then hand the hard drive in to the wherever the place right. is on a Sunday. So they do it all over the world in every city. Um, I wasn't going to do it this year. I was actually on a train with one of the actors from Spiral, uh, a great writer himself, uh, Thomas McCrudentosh, and uh, we're coming back from a broth, and somebody asked me to write in their team, write for their team, and right. then they, they cancelled on me. Right. And... Uh, and I was like, I wasn't really in it anyway, because yeah. it's always just too much stress. I've written a few of them in the past, yeah. they never turn out great. Oh, yeah. So my heart wasn't really in it. And then Tosh was like, you should just make your own team, man. Just make your own team, just do it yourself. And I wasn't gone in, it was like a week before, and I just fucking, it cost like £30 or something to make a team. And I was like, I just did it. And then I planned for like, so they give you a genre, so you like, there you go on the Friday and you pick a genre out, and uh, we got sci-fi, oh. which I wasn't expecting, but uh, I literally had a wee paragraph written for every genre, like we could do this, we could do this, even musical. The only one I didn't know was on the list was sci-fi. Yeah. And so when we got sci-fi, I was like, fuck. Aye. I remember and you I, saying, don't give fucking musicals. Aye, that was <laughs> it, man, definitely. I, know, aye, I just didn't know how to deal with it. But uh, it worked out, man, genuinely, like so, Wrote the script that night, it's like kind of like um, Glasgow taxi driver meets Groundhog Days, my yeah, elevator yeah. pitch. Um, wrote it that night, we shot it the next day, and I genuinely think it's probably as mental as it was you were right, there, man. It was right, absolutely right. insane. I guess the most fun I've had making something, like just in terms of just that complete freedom, this, hey, complete this is what insanity. I always, like, always stick with filmmakers, though, that's where, for me, the stuff that I've learned, I went out and made stuff that was never seen in just bend. But the actual fun of just going out and fucking Oh, so great, it. man, definitely, definitely. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, it's like Peyton and I fucking will scribble yeah. this and we've got... And it's the, it's, the, it's the having the real deadline that's good. Yeah. In a way. Oh, definitely, it's so true. You and the, the, the novelty of the 40-hour thing, what's great about it is you can get people involved because they know it's a weekend of their life. Yeah. They're up for that. And you're going to see it a few They're days later. They're going to see it a few days later, so there's that instant gratification of it's, yeah, it's yeah. made, you've made something. Yeah. And... Uh, I never expected this. We won every award, man. We won, I know, uh, we won best I ensemble know, because of you. Uh, best, <laughs> best actor, <laughs> best writer, best director, best film, best song. Best song. Best use of yeah, one. Was it eight awards or one? Ah, it was yeah, crazy, it was man. Ah, it was absolutely insane, man. Yeah. Um, and then it played that because it won there. It played at Film Palooza, which was in Rotterdam last week. And we went over and seen it. Oh. And surprisingly, man, it played really well. Like the, the biggest laugh it got was your line, man. The, <laughs> It's one of my favourite things I've ever captured on film, man. Completely improvised. It was, uh, it's just it's so good. It's just so good. I didn't want to spoil it, but... Uh, the, the, good thing, the good thing about uh, it was that day that everybody's under the same... Uh, you're turning up, you don't know what you're going to do. No, definitely, yeah, play, yeah, yeah. But you're shooting it, so everybody's under it, so it makes it... We're on the same boat here. Ah, so 100%. Fucking no, but I, what, what's, I think you and Connor, man, like, the things that make you so great as actors is, like... 
Like, there's nothing natural about that setting. Like, if you, if you had a budget, you can get yourself in the mindset Absolutely, and everything. You know, but, like, you just had to, like, just basically turn it on, like, this is what's happening. And it's just so just real, in, man. It's like, it's like something like, when I finished it, went and you go, oh, God, I, I could have done this, I could have done so much better. I could fucking shut up. We just turned up. I didn't done have, it. See, no, if I had prep, I could have done this and I could have done that. But that's the funnier. That no, you don't, you say. just throw... You throw yourself into the deep end. Deep end, definitely, aye. Not definitely. Um, but when you announced that you're going to do I don't know why, I just had a great feeling about it. I thought, I think this is going to turn out good. It's you know surprisingly, I mean? like, genuinely, yeah. like, even better than Boys Night, almost, like, uh, nobody's really had the bad word to say about it. Like, genuinely, it's like... I might get... I might, people might be going easy on it a little bit because they know it's a 40-hour film, but even people that don't know that, like, it's a very, like... People but really can, like you it. can still say it's a film that somebody's funded. Hundred percent, definitely. So there's, okay, no, there's yeah. no line where you go, "That's the funded one." That's not no. It doesn't, really, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel you know. too cheap. But because really. you had a great, great crew on it. Oh, I do, well. definitely. Yeah. Gavin, the shot, it's absolutely mm. amazing, man. Absolutely. Uh, Which is mega. Yeah, hundred percent. Just know. so much down for fun. Dave Brown, who came yeah. on, that was my first time working with Dave, man. We've kind of we've yeah. became a team and ever Connor since. Connor's just so good, man. Connor's really one of my favourite. You know, actors ever like uh, Connor was in the Neds wasn't he, he Connor was the leader Neds he was in Catch Me Daddy which is I think is one of the, the better uh, one of the best British films of the past 20 years uh, uh, Connor's just great man Connor's just so like um, he's just such, got such an intensity and a vulnerability to him as well he's just really really talented man and uh, really switched on like yeah. generally I've made a, we made another short film at the end of Christmas last year we kind of treated it like a four hour thing it was like just in and out we're shooting in the city centre, but um, there was at one point where a character, uh, a character, one of the people in the crew didn't bring the prop they were supposed to bring, right? And it really like fucked the whole scene, like, yeah. and and uh, and I was just like, oh, I don't even know, like, I don't even know, I can't, like, my uh, mind was gone, uh, like, I was on codeine for my stomach, cause I can't even, I can't, I can't, I can't even fix this in the fly. Connor, like, within a minute, was like, no, we'll do this, do this, uh, like, uh, not only did he like, like. Fix the problem he had. He made the whole thing even better. Like he just had such. He just got such good instincts. That is the thing I find that uh, you know yourself. It's Kubrick always said this in problem solving. When you're doing things, filmmaking is a bit problem solving, and all. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's all. Problem solving, definitely. Yeah. Too much prep at the problem. Yeah. Too much prep, too much money. We know how fucking big movies turn out blockbusters. It's, it's a fine line. No, but, sure, if you, there's a, there know. is such a thing as polishing something too much, I believe. Like, oh, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's what most Hollywood made a big polished turds. I mean, aye, fucking that's up. true, I mean, that's true. true yeah, definitely, aye, definitely. I mean, um, it's a fine balance, though. It really is. Um, but that was, that, that, for me on that, that was, that was really fun to watch. It was fun to just be a wee part of it, you know. No, oh, it was so good, um, man. But generally, man, that's like uh, anything I've ever made. Your partner has got the biggest reaction, and it's such a buzz to see it. And it was just such a buzz to see it play. It played in Rotterdam, and just the fact that, like, I saw me clip on yeah, man, I, I filmed on Instagram, and man. Like, yeah, oh fuck, they're still laughing in Rotterdam. But genuinely, watching, man, like, know. there was no. not like there was not many mm. British people in that room. You're talking about it was all Americans, it was all uh, Germans, it was all like worldwide, and everybody blew up at that line. They all got it. And even though, like, the thing that I it wasn't even that I was worried about not. I was just worried about the Scottishness of it. But it's just aye. the, the humour just travelled really well. The good thing is a very very visual film as well, so wouldn't it? Definitely, no, it's true, that's true, you know no, I mean? definitely, definitely. So they get an idea. I know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, we repeat. So um, again, that's where your I think your international appeal can could be there as well because it is 
you know, we would go. Because look, if you've got something that's Scottish, that I'm saying with my Crime Lord thing, right? Yeah. But it goes on to Amazon, then it kicks into the subtitles. No, definitely. So aye, like aye. That film, 100%. I'm mean? actually pretty sure when I you watched know. it, it had subtitles, I think. Yeah, you know. yeah. So it's the same way if your stuff was on the Scottish subtitles going on. No, definitely, aye, definitely. Yeah. That's the thing, too, man. Like, um, I think I just need to accept it. Subtitles is the way it's going to be. Because I'm like, I, I don't want to. I feel like the reason I've got to where I'm at right now is purely because I have been uncompromising and I'm all showing aside to like a, a world that isn't seen a lot. Yeah. And I, and I don't dull down the, the, the way we talk, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, yeah. and even Crime Lord, man, I think Crime Lord would so great, but it's like, the, like I can, you can tell, like it doesn't feel scripted, man. The performances are very naturalistic and he's saying it the way he's would see it in real life. Like that's the big thing for me. Stevie always says to me, oh, we, we improvise when we do interviews and we improvise and people say, oh, I love the improvisation. And I was like, fucking... Don't improvise, Stevie. <laughs> it's actually written. It's actually written. Like and I, I don't mean that. I'm not giving a bitch with I wrote it. I don't mean no, that. No, no, no. I just I mean that. But when people say, "Oh, improvise stuff," there's still a script. I still, I still think you should have a script. Oh, definitely. Something. No, there has to be a baseline, definitely. Yeah, but I think the, a, the important you know. thing is just is like, it has to feel real. Even if it's just changing yeah. the way one word is said, like yeah, you want yeah. to. You want that? Well, is that what I like to be? You, you know, is, and that what were you? Just a small little bit. I just get that feeling when I had you saying on the set. You've got that freedom with actors that, you know, although you're a writer, you know what you want. Yeah. Some writers will go, no, you can't change that at all, but you get the film with you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, go with it. The script is never gospel, man. You know as soon mean? as, like, yeah. I write the script, the script's good, like, to know. There's some this, facts that you can tell. Oh, the scripts, there's things like you know, this has to be said yeah, yeah, or whatever, I, but, like, I mean. I'm, I'm, like, yeah, I'm a man, my whole thing is. Like just taking credit for the actors like yourself, like just coming up with something even better than what's in the script. <laughs> genuinely, like uh, well, I, think, I, I think actors, I think that's the you know, I, if I'm working with actors, I want them to come up with something better. Oh, definitely, or yeah. Or a camera guy, which I don't want the camera guys because yeah. I'm not at budgets, but if I do, I want them to come up with a better shot. If they don't, Aye. there's my shot. Yeah, if yeah. you don't come up with a better line, there's a line. Line, I definitely, but yeah. it's, I think it's their job to come up with something so because that's a really collaborative. It's like for me personally. I don't always know exactly what I want, but I know a thousand percent what I don't want. Like, that's so that means creative freedom yeah. for everybody. Yeah, it's so true. No, definitely. Suggest, yeah. Production design. Suggest that to me then. Aye. Because if you're so fixed, then no, you can't. Then you're not gaining any control to anybody. No, definitely. You're definitely. actually taking the control away, which aye. is a bit megalomania. You know what I mean? No, it's true. Hundred you know, percent. Definitely. Um, aye, definitely. I got that feeling with you that if you come up with something, there's a looseness. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Steering the ship when it's oh, definitely. To go. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of the whole improvisation, like. Like we'll talk about Cassavetes. Like I just love that. Like just that everything just feels like it's a real conversation. Everything just feels like Aye, it's yeah, happening. Yeah, I know it. You know what I mean? Like you I'm know. a big fan of it. You know. What Berlin was, man? It was a thing called Jets. Um, I've got a feature. Oh, it's a Berlin Film Festival. Ah, it was, oh, yeah. it was part of Berlin Alley, man. So I had a feature film that I've written, and there's this thing called Jets. It's junior entertainment talent something they're called and um, you essentially pitch your film to this fucking massive conference room full of people right. so it's me Dave Gillies who produced Boys Night and Dave Brown who produced Spyro and I'm in the middle and for some reason I decided to dress like fucking Huggy Bear face dust and actually wearing this big giant fur coat <laughs> but it made me stand out it may have helped I don't know but uh, so we're pitching and, oh, it was exactly it was, it was 100% Nicky Barnes it was Nicky Barnes all over man you spotted these days no definitely definitely but uh, so we pitched the film and uh, I had my, like, my wee jokes lined up and I was like this is going to be great and I was like uh, my first one was like oh sorry my translator didn't make it uh, just imagining you're looking at a very less attractive James McAvoy and we'll be okay got an amazing laugh everybody right. laughs 
and five jokes after that, man, I was like, silence, 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 right. silence. And I was like, this is Dave. And I was sat in the mic over, man. And no joke, after that, I was like, um, so then you had to go back the next day, everybody had to go back the next day to find out who won it. Right. Which I thought was insane. They get you all back together to find aye, out who wins and loses. So I, was, I wasn't even going to go. I was like, I, I fucked up, man. Like, I completely aye. destroyed that. Like, there's yeah. no chance we're winning it. Aye. And fucking we won it, man. We came first place. And essentially what they do is they help you find uh, kind of like mentors and co-production partners to help get the film made. Right. Which is it's pretty great. Like, we, it's, still, um, yeah. it's still early days, like, aye, whether aye. anything will come to fruition. But it, like, the main thing it taught me, which I thought was like, which I really needed, is a confidence boost. Was the same as what Spiral playing Rotterdam did. Is uh, is that my stuff plays outside Glasgow? Aye. You know what I mean? And I needed yeah. that. I needed that boost because uh, you kind of feel like you're playing to a very small audience. Sometimes you feel like nobody else is getting it, especially because like when like Boys Night Man didn't do very well. Uh, we didn't have much money to submit it to festivals, but the festivals we did submit it got rejected to a lot down in England, man. Like a lot of places didn't were not interested right. in it and. Uh, Played everywhere in Scotland, so there's always that fear that, oh my, I'm just the Scottish guy. Aye, aye. But Berlin and Rotterdam, that made me feel aye, like... European have got much more, you know, that's the way I see, you know, um, European cinema's up much more, and subtitles are open to subtitles. Yeah. Well, Americans are not listening to subtitles at all. No, definitely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. different. And Europe's fucking huge. No, you know it's mean? true, so I know, definitely, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, I would rather fucking people have make films and people see them in Europe, and if they don't see them elsewhere, that's fine. Nah, 100%, no, audience, definitely, uh, yeah. But you need it, you probably need it bigger outside Scotland. Yeah, you just, you it's, it's just good Because you're not going to get everybody in Scotland, so no, you that's you know what I mean? Uh, just, uh, more than anything, it was just a good confidence boost. But, uh, but it was just crazy being over there, man. Like, um, just never been abroad, and then you're in this city with buildings bigger than you've ever seen. Like, everybody says it's good. It was amazing, good I loved it, man. Like, I'm a smoker, and you can smoke everywhere. Like, right. it's apparently it's the only city in Germany where you can just like, smoke everywhere, like indoors, every single place, really. And uh, but that blew my mind, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but it was, it was great, man, it was great. Pretty strange, man. I just got some strange parts there, but it was pretty cool. Like, uh, <laughs> I was trying to go to the toilet in this um, in this pub we were in, and it was like uh, just all these middle doors, and there was a queue each door. Right. So I get in one of the queues, and I'm just waiting. And this German guy comes like, "Hey, man, I don't think you want to go in there." And it's like that's it. It was like apparently that was like a drug room. Like, oh, right. it was like, so there must have been a week. I was like, I don't, I'm not Berlin. I'm sure it's a pretty nice place, but like, uh, I had a kind of like a. <laughs> A lot of freedom in Berlin from what aye, I could aye. see, yeah. I get what you're yeah. But it was, uh, I was, it was insane, man. It was very cool, very cool. Uh, and people were just really like lovely over there, man. It was really... Uh, just that confidence boost of knowing that your stuff... No, it is. It must be a good crowd. No, definitely, you know, yeah. Rotterdam was the same, though, man. seen Spiral play with like a worldwide audience, and then <laughs> we arrived quite late to the festival. Right. And uh, they had it set up so people could watch like, the films on these little screens, and there was already a little bit of buzz about Spiral. People really loved it. Like, right. all these, like, uh, a lot of Dutch people in it. So yeah. it was really, it was really a good... A good it's good to see that in something that made so fast as well. Oh, 100%, so, definitely, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so oh, definitely, anything, yeah, yeah, so definitely. I mean, so oh, God, no, we must have broke a lot of laws on Spiral, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, definitely. But it was fun. It was oh, it was so much fun, man, no, definitely, fun, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. But uh, the, the films that won at the 40-hour thing too, man, the, the strange thing was just being in, com in the company with some of those films, like some of the 40-hour films were amazing, like the ones from France and uh, the one from Edinburgh, like they were just really, like, really, really amazing just amazing that they did it in two days. It was just really, really, aye, really, aye. really strong company. So it was just amazing to screen alongside them as well. If you don't mind me asking, what's your plans next for stuff? The, the, the dream is to get a mm. get a feature off the ground. There's like there's talk around the uh, drop off Michael being developed into a feature. Right. Um, I'd probably only be a co-writer on it, but it'd still be a 
a step up for me. And um, I've got another feature that I'd love to do, which would me be writing director, which is what's well, what that's what we pitched on Berlin. But it's still, it's just such a. It just feels like such a long road, and then nothing right. feels like it's going to come. It's weird. Yeah. I think my, I'll probably, I think best case scenario will probably be writing for TV in some form or another, and hopefully right. getting something going that way. Like that's what I never asked you with BBC. What was the BBC Writers Group? You were part of that, weren't you? I was. So I was going to the Drama Room in 2018, which is a quite a big thing in London, man. It was quite. a good buzz getting on that because uh, once again that was another kind of because the script that I got me. It was about two hash dealers. Couldn't have been more Glaswegian. Like right. I didn't write. Like if, I, I would expect an English person just to read it. Be like, what the fuck is this? And throw yeah. away. It was written very Glaswegian dialect. But uh, they said they saw like an authentic kind of localized voice in it that you liked. And uh, so I got into drama in 2018. Then 2019, I got into the TV drama writers program, which is just finishing up. And that's what got me my first big kind of commission as a right. writer. And. Uh, Aye, but that was a big step up, man. That definitely felt like that kind of solidified me as a as a writer. I got got an agent. Kind right, of like, I mean, right. it, it definitely got, it helped a lot, man. It did, did give me a good boost. Like uh, you got, would you get actors to read your script as, there as well? Yeah. Aye, so recently, so they did. Uh, they did. It's kind of essentially it's like hypothetical. So there was about uh, nine of us on this scheme uh, from all over the UK, and uh, they brought in a bunch of great actors to 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 read the script man. Like there was actually there was a really fantastic actor from Steps, a girl called uh, I'm gonna mess her name up, I think Precious Lewis Chimimba. She was absolutely amazing man, just very like I could imagine myself writing for a voice to release it. And there was also Don Gillet there who was uh is it Lucas Johnson in East Enders? He was a guy that killed somebody with a shovel. Right. Is that the, did he have a Newcastle series years ago or something? He may have but he, I, I think I know what you mean. Honor, but he, he, right. man, he was just so sound and uh when I walked into the room, he was practicing a Glasgow accent, and I think anyway, when I walked in, he thought, fuck this, I'm doing, I'm doing this. <laughs> aye, don't don't, don't aye, do it. Aye. But man, it was, it was just such a buzz to see, like, <laughs> me. and then the great thing about it was, um, so the, what I didn't realise is, so I missed the first day of reading, so it was four readings one day, then it was five the next, and uh, the, the actors and people in the room were being quite savage with the scripts, like, giving notes, right. and people were getting torn apart, and right. I was just sitting there like, oh my God, I've written this thing essentially about a drug dealing granny in Glasgow. So they're going to hate this. And, uh, they were so complimented. They were so lovely. They were like, this is a world we've not seen before. And uh, even that was like, just, I've had a bunch of boosts recently that made me feel like, start with Spider, like, like, like Glasgow can play outside Glasgow. Absolutely. And that's you know, the, yeah, I, but that's the thing it. is, look, we're on a global stage now, right? Definitely, yeah. So, it's not years ago where it was, you could only get television, whatever. We're on a global platform, so actually people in fucking Mexico watching subtitles could identify with stuff. Definitely, yeah. You know, there's bands yeah, yeah. that are huge in, in this country, but they're huge in, uh, you know, are we doing in fucking Cuba and whatever, and you wouldn't yeah, imagine. Yeah. We've got a global platform, as long as we're all right with subtitles, I think. No, 100%. But there's a lot of people that are totally fine watching subtitles. Yeah, definitely. I'm, like, I mean? I'm fine watching subtitles, you know, my love. Um, the only thing is, no, there's no fucking subtitles going on this, because no, it'll take maybe it. 10 years to <laughs> do it, so... Say this is probably for the Scottish fucking no, mob, definitely, and definitely. for the for the the few fans that I've got for America that actually understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah no, definitely, so, definitely. But no, uh, you know, one of the things actually that I think is a positive thing for us, man, is a uh, parasite winning best yeah, picture. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. completely. I know. Korean, completely subtitled, like, uh, and that's the thing. I think we do have to, even in England, man. I think we do have to treat our stuff like a foreign language film. I think it's unavoidable. 
I think that's it. But but and it's the thing today as well. You can still get your your films on global platforms like Amazon. Definitely, yeah, man, hundred percent. Yeah, that's it. You know yeah, the thing yeah. that the thing that's exciting me is that when people come back to me at night time in my wee series, and they've watched something which is the way I like them discovering it. I don't like them discovering it on Amazon because then it's compared to it as if oh this is a no budget breaking bad or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. fucking no. Yeah. When somebody discovers it on Instagram. Yeah, and they're watching yeah. a, 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 an episode there or a clip there yeah. and they go they're caught up in it and then they go I went I, I stuck it in Amazon my television I watched the whole series on my television well, but it's reversed yeah. that way because there's no expectations that it's anything else yeah. it's like yeah. a free YouTube video it is so it is what it is and then they watch yeah. to me that's fucking exciting Fucking exciting. Hundred percent, definitely. Like, I've got, mean? I've got a project I really want to do. Um, hmm. I wrote it in a way I thought this won't cost any money. I just need people that are up for it. I need like four people who are game for this. We won't need any money. But then I sent it to a couple of producers. Like, now you need like five grand for this. But yeah. essentially, it's all portrait mode. It's all for Instagram. It's essentially made for like the, yeah. the handheld view. Yeah. And I think that is the way it's going, man. I think, and I think that there's a way to do that and still keep like your artistic integrity. But this is what we just talked about uh, off camera there, yeah. uh, Quibby. hundred percent, definitely. Yeah, everybody's man. laughing at that. I saw it a year and a half ago. I saw Katzenberg talking about it. Jeffrey yeah. Katzenberg, who ran DreamWorks with Spielberg, yep. talking about Quibby, and they're saying, "Oh, who's going to watch this?" Well, everybody's watching stuff on their phones. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we've got Netflix and we've got Amazon. No, that's for when you watch a Saturday night movie or a series. Yeah, and you've been, definitely. That's still that's not gone anywhere. No. But people are still watching stuff on the trains. So, and I'm watching Netflix on my phone. You know, I watched Uncut Gems on my phone, and I'll be honest, man, like I, I was still completely invested. Like it didn't. Yeah. I've watched it on my TV since, but I was still completely invested. It didn't, it didn't dull it for me. Like, well, this is a thing, right? I remember putting a video, uh, a vlog, out a couple of years ago, right, and it was talking about where uh, Spielberg. In fact, ironically, Spielberg is made for Quibi. He's just yeah, made something for Quibi, yeah, and he's yeah. bitching about streaming, yes, right? Not being yeah. a real movie. When yeah. I was, a, that's what I was talking about. When I was a kid. I used to go and watch movies in the Odeon in Glasgow and I'd watch all these movies, Star Wars had just came in, but I'd watch all these Sinbad movies, Sinbad, the, the Eye of the Tiger, yeah. and all the, the disaster movies, Airport 1978 yeah, yeah, yeah. and fucking Tower Inferno. I thought the world was coming to fucking end. <laughs> you know, so I watched all these movies as a kid yeah. and a lot of shitty movies, right? But then when the VHS came in, I'm watching The Deer Hunter. It was no widescreen, it's the fucking box oh, with yeah, the telly. I'm yeah. watching all these Cuckoo's Nest and Deer Hunter yeah. and all these movies on VHS, right? Yep. That's where I discovered them. When I went to London, then I got the Cinnamon Sea Taxi Driver. Yeah, the point I'm trying to make is when people say that you shouldn't watch things on this or you shouldn't watch streaming like Tarantino, I don't like streaming, or you shouldn't watch on your phone. But that's the way I fucking consume stuff. Even until I was 14, we never, you know, big tellies weren't their thing. Yeah. I mean, at all. I mean, it's like a... So are the classics, I saw them. Yeah. This. And then fucking sometimes the video would be chewed. But yeah, yeah. It didn't, I mean, yeah. It, did not, it did not impact the enjoyment know, of the film at all. It's interesting. Like a, So we, we, we actually didn't even watch... We, we, I discovered movies at Raging Bull on VHS. I, I watched the fucking... There's, like there's people in Scarface I never saw getting shot. I know. Because <laughs> 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 but this is the thing, I saw a taxi drive. Uh, Deer Hunter I went to see it multiple yeah. times and when I went to London the, 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 the embankment I saw it on the big screen Amazing. and I saw fucking things that I'd never seen oh they're drinking yeah. Rolling Rock I never really noticed Was that before that, uh, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, but I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have went to the cinema if it hadn't been for VHS That's so to me, today yeah. streaming 
Phones is the new sort of... That's a really interesting way to put it. That's a really interesting way to Because to me, it's fucking stories. So when Spielberg says that it's not a proper movie, can't get up for the Oscars unless it's in the cinema or whatever, I went, you corporate bastard. Let's yeah. just try to protect the cinemas. Yeah, exactly. But now, yeah. uh, he's coming, he's on Quibi. Yeah, 100%. I know he's got Sam Raimi's on it. It's like everybody's so, going to be on it there, definitely. At the end of the day, we all know we're viewing habits. People yeah. are watching things when they want to watch them, the way they want to watch yeah, them. Definitely. So for a filmmaker to say it's only for the big screen, uh, it's Scorsese said for the Irishman, he never made it for, he, he made it for um, you know, Netflix because he got the money there. I'm sure he would have wanted to make it for the fucking cinema and get Hollywood with yeah, the money. Never, Hollywood never gave him the money. Yeah, so, definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so that's the way I view it. 100%. Another thing that Quibi's great for too, man, is like, um, I, f I think there's a real art. Like, I've always said, not that I've got fucking uh, realistic hopes that, like, that I'll make it this big fucking filmmaker, but I think there's such an art to short filmmaking and short form storytelling. And I think that's what's going to This is the perfect time now. Definitely. And I, I, think that, like, I think there's going to be a lot of filmmakers getting celebrated now that should be, you know, like, there's, there's a lot of Scottish people that look really, like Simone Smith, um, Brian Ferguson, like these are really interesting like filmmakers, man, who are like, making stuff that, that isn't like, like, like I'd, I'd love to see what they do with a feature, but just the fact that what they're doing with short film, there should be an outlet for it. Like, I mean, like, see Scotland tried with that thing, the next big thing, like, that's pretty great. But we need more. We need we need to get more eyes on everything. All the stuff that's coming out. Here. I think uh, people need to embrace more. I think people need to realise how much control that they've actually got as well. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Still yeah. no wait for the permission. But no waiting for the permission means that you've got to be entrepreneurial, more entrepreneurial. Maybe yeah. you've got to find money, which is fucking hard, and I know it. Yeah. But that's the reality. That will show how much you really care about what you want to do. Well, definitely, definitely. That you've yeah. got to go out there and fucking get the money. Yeah, hustle, some way. Right, um, definitely. But in definitely. terms of shorting. I don't think that, you know, we were brought up with features, but the world has changed with the way yeah. we're consuming content. Despite what I'm saying about YouTubers, YouTubers make videos every other fucking day, okay, because it's in their room and it's camera reviews, whatever. They're churning out content every other day, so they build an audience, they build subscribers, sell t-shirts. Filmmakers make a film once in the blue moon, yep. and then they're not putting the content there because it's the same film, you can only promote that so much, so they're building that audience. So the YouTubers could sell fucking t-shirts, anything to not anybody. Definitely, I we have to get that mindset as like, a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk talks about we're a wee media business we're yeah, brand yeah. and we're yeah. creative filmmaking um, and I think that's the only way to, to do it really you no know. definitely that's a problem too and then that's know. what I mean for even just directing it's like you make a short film so I made uh, Concrete Flowers 2014 I didn't direct again until Chipped which was like two years later so it's like we need to be able to like, churn out more content and get more stuff out there. It's yeah, like a fucking factory. 100%, that's the way it should be, definitely. Yeah, because that is the only way we build. Definitely. You know. That's why I'm trying to micro-size things um, and failing and trying to fail. You're pretty great at that, all of you. There's hey, all, hey, you've I'm, consistently got something going I've, on. I've no, hey, I'm not out there enough, and I'm, I know that, but I'm, I'm gearing up to that where I'm trying to micro-size things so fucking much that I can that I can shoot and sound and be so right. Right, we can sh I can shoot fucking... 14 episodes within a certain, you know, that's no, what to do with that. No, you definitely, know. definitely. And then, if you want to do a feature, if you've got an audience and you go, right, I want to do a feature, um, if you've got an audience, then they're going to watch the feature. I know, well. that's when I'm kind of, so basically, like, I am at that stage when I'm, like, there's a big part of me that's like, fuck it, no money, let's just get the people together, the dedicated people. Like, I'm sure Gavin, who shot Spiral, would break his back. I'm sure he would jump on board and shoot a feature because film. the thing is you yeah. still got you still get awareness in the, the industry that if you shot the feature film that you, you know you've, you've still got an awareness to actually maybe get it out there Definitely. and get but platforms there's yeah. just such a fear around it it's just that idea that like um it's because shooting the films like 
You lost the fear to inspire her though. You yeah, know, no, you just definitely. fucking went and done it. No, done it. No, if you had that same anyway. spirit with making the feature, hundred percent. It's just you know. the, the, the only the only real difference is with Spurs, like it's two days. You can need the people. I know that. But know. yeah, but at the same time, if you get those, it's a much, it's a lot bit more work, but it's a much bigger reward. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, so you've got this. But there's some people yeah. waiting to be involved with a feature for fucking years that never happens. No, definitely, yeah, hundred percent. So you say if you commit fourteen days of your life, life to that's something, it. yeah, sure then, it, yeah. and you know, and and if they look at the script and they go, it's a good script, it's a yeah, great filmmaker, and it's a chance it goes out there. Yeah, you calculate it, you go, well, that's worth taking fourteen. I've got to get and, there. and we know too, like what we can yeah. get away with, what we can't. Like in Aye. the script, I mean, if we're doing, if we're doing a no budget feature, there's things you can do and there's things you can't do. Yeah, and I think like. Uh, Limitations, they can I just make you more creative. And it does, yeah. you know. When I went and did a wee thing called the, I mean, the things the things that I'm doing, I know that they're no festival worthy because it's the qualities they don't even need to put on a big fucking screen. So I know that. I'm doing it actually for my spirit to keep me fucking alive half the no, time. No, definitely. That's, that's what it is. That's my, like I've always said, I've no you know, plan B, like I'll always be um, making stuff. And even if I did manage to make features, like I'll still be the guy that makes no budget short films on you know, the side, do you know what I mean? Aye, I that's important. Just, just for I mean? my own sanity. Aye, aye, it's like, me and Stevie went to Aaron, done a film about two hitmen, got to Aaron and got to find a guy in three days. Yeah, we that's, asked, on, that's on Amazon as well. That's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's actually doing well. And we'd, we'd done that just to actually play around about with fucking drones. That's amazing, that's cool. No, but then that, to yeah, get yeah. some... Just because Crime Lord was so much us talking dialogue, let's like see, he was a, a, a yeah. talking dialogue over tables. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I'm sick of us talking over tables. Yeah. Let's just go make some more visual. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we can get the shots and the boat gone to Aaron and there and no, definitely, it's going yeah. to be visual films. So we no. went there and booked the cottage. I actually booked everything before I actually f finished the script. That's interesting. But that's the thing too, that's you a know, really important thing. That's can a Robert Rodriguez style definitely. get where you go at, you know. That's what makes the 40-hour film work so well. So like I knew, all I knew about Spider was that we had that flat. Yeah. So you can write for the flat and it really does Aye. kind of, no, it does help. that helps a Aye. lot, man, definitely, if you know what you've Aye. got. I had the concept. Yeah. So I went, right, I'll book the cottage. We're going to base ourselves the wee crew in the cottage with five years. We're going to do the scenes here. Cabin fever kicks in with the two, so we might fucking kill each other before we try and kill this guy. Okay. And so we shoot a lot in there, and then we drive around the island. We've got the visual stuff for them. So we're going from there to visuals. Um, and we'll do it in 10 days, and then we shot some stuff back in Paisley and Glasgow, yeah, you know, yeah. but we... And uh, it was actually just fun to do. 100%. I Even though it was yeah. what it was. It's like, I don't... There's no, there's no expectations we had. Two and a half, two grand or something film, do you know what I mean? That's amazing, I You know, so definitely, yeah. there's no expectations, yeah. it just is what it fucking is. Um, the thing that I find out in filmmaking is like, that helps with fear. Like when I shot, I went to America, that was really just to make the horror movie, was really because I was really kind of, I was in a comfort zone, I was kind of fucking dying. <laughs> How did it feel over there, like compared to here? Like How did it feel over there, like, compared to here? Like? Um, when I went to America, I'd, I'd, I'd actually got money for a budget for 250000 for the horror movie. Yeah. And it was, it, it was the, the global financial collapse happened the next day to investors and they lost a lot of money. Yeah. So the budget for the horror movie was the last thing on the fucking list. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, so when I did a wee crowdfunding campaign, I, I connected with a filmmaker that wanted me in his film. It was a, a Crawler Die. They're just doing a sequel at the moment. Nice, yeah. He'd built a studio in his fucking backyard. So he says, there's drive-ins here. Yeah. So come shoot the drive-in, you can borrow my camera and yeah. just fucking shoot the movie for whatever, raise 10 grand, so we raise 10 grand. So my point what I'm trying to make is, and filming I think is important, I went there just to fucking, you yeah. have to fear, scare yourself so much. Oh, definitely. I was yeah. fucking terrified. Yeah. I had a base to live in. 
But there was no actors, they just went on the internet and pulled it together and we got all the actors and we got... How was that in terms of like, know, finding people over there? Like, was that, is that... Well, in the middle of fucking Oklahoma, Tulsa, there's no fun. There's nothing. No. <laughs> Very hard. Yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of the internet. If you put yeah. the tentacles out on the internet, suddenly people start coming in. Yeah, yeah. And if you got a passion for something, they all want to get involved. So they that's were, it, they were great. Yeah, other other yeah. people in the States were so fucking great. And actually, a lot of them have got friendships today because of that yeah. shoot and because of Oak shoot. The two movies yeah. that were shot at the same time, but the point I'm trying to make on that day was one of my most stressful days that we shouldn't be seven in the morning to fucking two in the morning at driving at 100. And it was the hottest day in Oklahoma in 50 oh, years, and I'm a Scottish guy running yeah, the book. Yeah, no chance on yeah. But I started to feel confidence when a lot of the locals were collapsing with the heat, and I'm still gone. Well, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was scared that someone would fucking die, you know. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that day and the day that I did Mission X, I shot a gun battle up at Merchant City with uh, AK-47s and I swear to God the whole of fucking Glasgow heard them I mean nice. they blasted the fuck out of the place but well, using real blanks oh but it was li- aye, real blanks That's it amazing. was as loud as fuck yeah, fucking but I went around the local residence and I says but they were like listen I shoot what you want but the next right. day what the fuck's <laughs> going on here it's a wreck That's a yeah. but I was shit myself that morning right and then there's another few times that I just shot things for the sake of it that I was crap my, my point I'm trying to make is that when I come back to some Today, when I'm going to do something that's scary, right. I think of those times I go, it's Dustin Hoffman and Wag the Dog. This is nothing. This is nothing. At the time I was yeah, in fucking Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, the yeah. fucking residents were yeah. fucking dying with the heat. Yeah, yeah we carried on. Yeah. That's do you know what true, I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think you've got to scare yourself. You do, not definitely. I, you know. that's 100%. Yeah. And you've got to be willing to look like an asshole if it, if it does collapse. I don't know how many times it filmed me because uh, actors maybe left me and go, he's fucked up. That was really bad. The sound was shit. Yeah. We'll work with him again. And no care. That's well, why I work with Stevie yeah. and I write for Stevie. Because I'd done a little film. Called... No, there's a real uh, camaraderie there with both of these. And you know. these really bounce off each other, really great, man, definitely. Like, but that's why I write for like, Stevie. I'll, I'll cast up, but I'd Stevie's man. great. Uh, he's probably, I'll, I'll cast I'd, both of these. I'm like, not just because he's a mate, yeah. but he's the most that's fucking true, great yeah. person to get on with oh, and, and whatever. Yeah. But the reason I cast Stevie, I wrote a little film called uh, Call Girl for him, and uh, it kind of fucked up bad sound. But he was always there. He's always there. He always nah, believed in what he was doing. So a lot of times you've got to do things that, you, that might just fuck up, it's not even usable. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I shot Crane Ward the whole hour episode and it went in the bin. Nobody's seen it. It was on oh, for a week yeah. and I just dumped it and started again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it just wasn't enough. You know? yeah. Yeah. So back to what we're saying, I think, yeah, it's that side as filmmakers and creatives. I think we, we do, I think there's too much of the old world still there. And we're getting into yeah. this new world. I know that's and we have to embrace it. It's kind of like the, you know, they're slowly merging together. It's interesting. It's a real interesting thing to be like, like you're, we're talking about kind of like rock star filmmakers. Like who is the modern day rock star filmmakers now? There's not really. There isn't. There isn't man. And, and that's what I'll take, we're talking about something on IndieWire this morning. Yeah. Uh, the other day, that filmmakers have to be more like bands and go out there yeah. and do their screenings or do the you know. Well, and I shout out to him, like the, I mentioned earlier, uh, Douglas King. Like he did a feature film, and basically what he did was like did exactly that. He toured it around the UK. I don't know if he went to America. He might have, but he toured it around the UK. And, like, sold out like, yeah. places screening it, and I think that is the model that well, we should be going with. Steve Simpson, I worked with in Scotland years ago when I first came back. I Steve for years ago, he done features a wee back, and he done a, a, a he's done features about the American Indian, and he took a a, a, a film about um, the American Indian Reservation, a feature film. He's took it in the world for the last five six years. I think I might have saw this uh, um, posted this in the GFT at one point. Aye, he's, he's been ah, all over the yeah, place. He's had about 5,000 screenings was, uh, over the last yeah, seven yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. So I, knew, I acted in one of his first films. 
Um, I had done a video about him a few months ago when he was in Edinburgh. Um, so he's he's built and he's built an audience. Yeah, he's got a mail list that's huge. Yeah, definitely. So if he wants to, now for me personally, it depends what kind of filmmaker you are. I think that's amazing that like, if you want to see the world and you're yeah. into that type of thing and you want to build an audience that way. Well, so yeah. that's what I'm saying is I don't think filmmakers have to take one film in two or four years, just do that. Find other entrepreneurial ways. It's like me with this crime lord. Yeah. Go on a tour with the, the, the books that I'm going to do for it. But also it's in the film. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I ah, think there's definitely. ways they just think out the box. 100%, definitely. That that is, I think if we just yeah. we're selling ourselves just as much as the film. That's exactly it. That's you know? exactly it. And I think that's yeah. a problem. We're all very... And we were well, because you're quite introverted at times, like you're, absolutely, uh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, years ago I couldn't fucking, but but I think that side, if you're if you're so fucking passionate, passionate about what you're it, doing, definitely, then yeah. you're gonna go fuck it, yeah, and your voice follow, is gonna come out. People follow passion, man. I do. mean, definitely, hundred percent. That's the main thing. Yeah. That's why, like the like Tarantino did Reservoir Dogs. Like even Reservoir Dogs, point interviews with him, it was like, oh, this guy loves films. You know what I mean? That that's. Like, when have you ever seen a filmmaker that has gone anywhere that's not get that infectious? I know, so true, definitely. That's so true. Because you need that on a set with people. Definitely, yeah, that's it. Hundred percent. just goes. If you've not got that, I don't think you should do it. But I don't think you're going to get anywhere with fucking films if you've not got that anyway. No, definitely. But you know what? I think the way the world was gone is like, if you had a really shit script, right? But you've got a fucking audience that you built for years. There's more chance of that shit script getting made. Than the great script with the audience. No, it's true. No, it's so true. You no, know, it's just so it's true. Like yeah, YouTubers that have, you know, um, I'm not down in YouTubers. I admire them the way they build something. But you see some people that go, really, fucking four million people for <laughs> no, it, fucking yeah. reviewing chocolate bars. Making a fortune, I know. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> eating chocolate bars on well, did camera. Did you see the video yeah. I done with the guy with the chocolate bars? No, no. Oh, I posted a video. I was like. Um, is this guy, and he just because it didn't even put any titles on it, nothing. He just was like, right, folks. Right, I got this from Greg's. It's a fucking sausage. Right, folks. Uh, rustlers, they do put the picture of some kind of lettuce there. Um, I found this, folks. It's a uh, Cadbury white, uh, creamy white chocolate. Got fucking 150,000 subscribers. Now selling t-shirts. Yeah, and definitely. I know. Where are we going round? I know that's it. Because we're not putting ourselves out there. Yeah, he doesn't enough. give a fuck. No, definitely. That is a big part. It's so true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, so true. And I think that's. That's that's gonna happen. The internet's quite new. Yeah. That's gonna happen as the years go on. Right, definitely, you know? definitely. Um, that's what I'm gonna try and do, but I may be fucking dead by then. You know? <laughs> no, not at all, um, man. But I know what you mean. That's it's, it's exactly that. It's um, it's using social media and everything. To but you, you, you use social media, don't you? I mean, you. A little bit. I do definitely. I definitely, man. I'm at Pricey Films. You can find me on there. I try. You know what I mean? But it is just. Aye, I'm just trying to make people laugh. That's the main thing. But it's just, it's. Uh, where do you think, the, I mean, we really talked about this, where yeah. do you think, in terms of seeing the industry, do you think uh, where you would like a bit of both and doing your own stuff and getting out there with the internet and using, is that the way you see it going? I think it could be, man, definitely. Like, um, <clears> I do, like, I do, I've, I've saw Netflix just uh, invested in a thing, I think, where it's all portrait mode content. Yeah, yeah. Essentially just made for phones, like. Yeah. I think that could be the way we're going, and I think there is ways to do that and make really interesting, different stuff, and kind of look and still, and not be not feel like you're, you know, you're doing it just for the sake. Of it. I think there's a way to kind of do. Be creative. Yeah, with it. be creative. Do really artistic, interesting stuff. I really do, man. Aye, I think, aye. and uh, I, yeah, I do, man. I think, I think, just the more this whole streaming thing goes in terms of. I mean, who knows what's coming around the corner? I mean, it could, it could be something that just replaces Netflix or becomes the green. I mean, just as big. I think these, I think these are pretty much dominant. You know, 
Amazon Prime is not going to really collapse, I don't think, because that is built with foundations of selling products. 100%, people. I definitely that's yeah, yeah. Netflix yeah, is bigger, but actually it doesn't have any I platform. Actually, I have an argument that you know. Amazon has much more interest in films in terms of um, Amazon. Actually it does. It you look the, back in the 80s films yeah, and stuff man, like that. It has the films I grew up with in the video shop, but it has had. I look there the They're on there, man. Aye, I mean, the, like those, you know. those films. You and some of them are on Prime, some yeah. are not, and some and you, are. But you'll never get them on Netflix, man. No, no, you'll not. It's got a bigger library. So, okay, so um, I think we've talked about quite a bit. Have we did all right? Yeah. Aye, aye, I'm worried I've just rabbled on and aye. not made any sense. There's no fucking subtitles going on this. No, so not at all, not at all. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You have to deal with it, guys. Right. <laughs> it take me two days to put the subtitles. Believe it or not, man, like I've realised in the past like, few minutes, this is kind of, I think this is my posh voice I'm using right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is as posh as it gets. Aye, <laughs> that's it. This is as posh as I get. Um, all right, so we'll wrap this up. So, yeah. great chat with James. Oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for so anybody much, that's man, watching. Yeah. Look out for, for David and more of my films in the future as well, man, definitely. And uh, yeah, man. I can't wait. You know. And, uh, and James, I'll put all the links on James's uh, uh, accounts here. So, thanks for everybody that's watching. If you don't know what the fuck we said, that's um, your problem. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs>